Welcome everyone to another edition of Virtue's Brand of Wrestling here on TheBigVitoBrand.com and I am Virtue being joined with my esteemed co-host, the remarkable Robbie Vice. What up? I feel esteemed. I feel remarkable, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, a lot of stuff happened this weekend. You know, uh, AEW had a pay-per-view and there were some changes, some big changes to Monday Night Raw. And I cannot wait to hear what your take is on a lot of this stuff. So why don't you just kick us off? What's our first topic tonight, sir? So first of all, I like to shut wrestling off every now and again, but apparently a lot of people don't. So there was a Ring of Honor pay-per-view on Friday, I guess. Fighter Fest, which is AEW, was Saturday. I didn't do any of that. I didn't spend time watching any of that because I went to a Scott Stapp concert, the the former frontman. Yeah, how was that? It was really good. He must have found the fountain of youth because he sounded like he did. You know, and I know a lot of people probably don't like his style, you know, cheap Eddie Vedder ripoff from Pearl Jam, whatever. But let's be honest, Creed's first three albums – they sold a lot of records, and during that late 90s, early 2000s, they were the number one rock band in the in the world. I mean, that, there's no doubt yeah. about it. It was awesome. I enjoyed it, but I could not help seeing on Twitter everybody talking about professional wrestling. Shut it off, people, every once in a while, please. <laughs> I know we talk about it weekly. Yeah, no, for I mean, sure. I don't so watch I'm not going to lie. Do, do you watch it every day? I do not watch it every day, no. And – uh, this may make some people upset, but I I could have watched the AEW show, but I was actually playing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night instead. And from everything I've read and the things I've seen, that was a better investment of my time because from everything I've heard, outside of a few matches, that show was a complete dud. So Ring of Honor, we're just going to skip over Ring of Honor. Like sure. Ever since AEW started, like who does Ring of Honor have? I don't know any of those guys. I mean, it's I ridiculous. No and, and, and yet... These wrestling fans clamor over – like there could be somebody no one's ever talked about, and as soon as they're pushed by Ring of Honor, they're this God's gift to professional wrestling. I don't get it. That's right. So right. Ring of Honor, whatever. You're the redheaded stepchild now. AEW Fighter Fest. So a couple things come to mind. People are bitching about a pre-show. Why are wrestling fans bitching about any pre-show? Like – I could understand them saying WWE's pre-shows are unnecessary. It adds extra time to the events, and the matches are meaningless. First of all, people were pushing JR over the edge again, saying he sucks and he should be gone. I don't know what happened. Not everybody. But, like, I so I see JR hate, right, because he's the older. He's sports entertainment. Right. He's the voice of sports entertainment. Of course – and then this librarian gimmick that AEW is trying to do gimmicks, right? Two wrestlers, a female, a male coming out telling everybody, shh, what's so bad about something like that? Like, why are, why is he getting crapped on? And then Fun the, other, the other thing is, I don't even remember. Like, it's probably some other type of gimmicks. The chair shot were. crap. Well, that's, but that was from the main show. Okay. So before the show even starts, people are bitching about a pre-show, a kickoff show. Now, I don't know. There's two things. I don't know if the if this is people that hate AEW trying to f find things to hate about AEW, like a like WWE fanboys and girls, or I don't know if it's wrestling purists who want everything to be about work rate and thirty minute matches. So anything that's not Mauro Ronaldo calling moves or pro wrestling, they're going to shit on it. What like what's your take first of all before we talk about some of the Hardcore stuff, if you will, that actually happened at this show. 
Uh, it's it's kind of like someone has a lot of these fans have built AEW up to be this unstoppable force of everything right in the world with wrestling and everything the internet marks want it to be. And apparently, if they veer off that formula at all, their fan base is just going to eat them apart. I, it's a I, kickoff from, show. Right. Complain, for the two times for now, free, complain, a free complaints, show. complaints have come from AEW twice now from pre-shows. Yes. Like, why are we complaining about anything that's not part of the actual because, event? Because they have everything has to be on the level of a John Moxley debut because – I, you know what? Not all of the fan base is like this, but I have found AEW's fan base is one of the most toxic, horrible groups of people I have ever seen on the internet. I actually made a comment on Reddit the other day because they have that show Wednesday Night Dynamite, I think is going to be the name of their, their TV show. Yep. And I just said, I'm excited for the promotion. I think it looks great. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not thrilled with the name. I think it sounds kind of hokey for this day and age. I said nothing bad about the promotion. I praised it. I put it up. I got downvoted 67 times. That is insane to me. The amount of just toxicity, it was gross. So that's what's happened, man. These people have built this up to be some huge thing that it's never going to be, at least not for a couple of years. And their their fan base is going to stop this momentum before they even get on TV at this rate. Cat's making a cameo on video. Now, let's get, let's get to the actual event. So first of all, why are wrestling fans acting like they're doctors or they've actually worked in the business and they're saying, wow, unprotected chair shots? Now, I get it. We don't want to see a wrestler landing on his back on the hardest part of the ring like Darby Allen did, okay? Yeah. Twice. because Well, on the apron once. And then he dove through the ropes and landed that flat back out on the outside, which right. was pretty hard. I saw some and then Cody takes that stiff chair shot from Sean Spears. Now, yes, Cody got busted open, right? Supposedly the chair was gimmick, which I don't think AEW should have to say it was gimmick to protect no. their ass like the Young Bucks said. So what's your takes on this? Like, I, I don't like seeing wrestlers get hurt, right? But let's be honest, for years, people like you and I – We've enjoyed what Jeff Hardy's done. Darby Allen's doing no different. Okay. Right. We've seen Mick Foley and Mick Foley versus The Rock over the years. And wrestling in general has gotten more protected with chair shots. So one time a wrestler decides to take a chair shot like that, and it's Cody who knows what he's doing. I'm not going to sit there and criticize him. So why are these fans doing it that have never done this? I'm actually outraged by this this unprotected headshot from a chair not because they did it because they went on tv and said the chair was gimmicked that he wasn't in danger he's a professional what the hell is going on you know what if you have that much publicity what they should have done is said something along the lines of hey I have no idea why this guy's doing this. Keep it kayfabe, make it part of the story, and give Cody a reason to have a grudge match against this guy, which, have, in my opinion, would have made Sean Spears. I, I want to see that match because it's going to yep. be that's an old school buildup of what the hell is this heel doing? Cody's a fan favorite with the elite. He took a dangerous shot, and instead of coming out and being like, this is just a show, it's a gimmick chair, don't hate us, what the hell? I don't know. That that outraged me. I, workers, I workers said that. The Bucks said that. And this is a problem I have with the workers being part of the management because yes. they shouldn't say this, right, at all. 
Now, yeah, I agree. Say it was a mishap. They should have said, you know what? Let's just say that Sean Spears did that and was supposed. He literally wasn't supposed to hit him with that chair that way. Make it look like a shoot. Get and heat on Sean Spears or whatever for a while, and then have Cody demand his revenge, and that's the only reason he could be. And have it like an unsanctioned match or whatever they want to call it. Yes, that was such an old school opportunity that they just flubbed, and that made me that made me sick to my stomach. And I do have a problem. So yeah, the the fans going on Twitter and saying unprotected chair shot that was unnecessary, and then the workers, other wrestlers, wrestlers from other companies, going out there telling the fans to to don't worry about it. We're the professionals. We know what we're doing. So they're all breaking character too. Right. And then and then on top of that, if that wasn't worse, how what other shit can we put on the cesspool of fans and wrestlers is not playing their parts in the social world veteran wrestlers who during the time well you know when they were relevant were doing this kind of stuff now saying that it's not safe so they're coming online and i get it i understand because they're trying to teach the younger generation we did this we didn't know and and it's hurt us now older in life right we have cte we have this net that part I get, but why aren't they direct messaging them? Why are they pu putting it out there on social media? And then you have the younger wrestlers arguing with the vets. Hey, we know what we're doing. It's a mess, Rob. Yeah, it's terrible. It's just stupid. And guess what? You know who looks good from all that back and forth between the old school and the new school? No one. No one. They've all destroyed kayfabe. They pulled me out of the I am so glad that I played Bloodstained Ritual tonight. Instead of wasting my time on something and then reading about how angry everyone was later on. So what system are you playing that on? Because I, I only have it for the Switch and you said it was pretty bogged down. It, it's a little bit better than it was. I was actually uh, playing that a little bit earlier here on my Switch. I, I have it on Steam and I also have it on Switch. Now on Switch, does it play better docked on the TV? Yeah. Handheld is definitely better. The graphics are oh, a double mess. Better. It, looks, it looks atrocious. But I've already I, – I platinumed or whatever you want to call it on Steam. I got every achievement. Uh, I kind of had a binge session on it. So now that I know the game super well – it's a little bit better on my Switch, but learning the game on Switch was kind of annoying because of the frame drops. But yeah, by far a better investment than watching whatever AEW decided to put on TV last weekend. All right, so let's continue one more thing about this event. First of all, I am so glad Chris Jericho did not show up. He stuck to his word. Mm -hmm. And now I'm hearing this. Look, I like who – who is the heel, the new heel guy? MJF? MJF? I, I never – yeah, he's a great heel. Right, absolutely great. And he, he's not afraid of what he says, right? Yep. But like he's been in the business for a minute. Yeah. So I see people now saying greatest deal of all time or current greatest deal, right? What has he done main event yet? I know he's gonna get there. Chris Jericho's the greatest deal. He said he wasn't gonna show up to an event. And the he cardboard cutout was by far the best heel thing. Remember, he did the interview, he sent his cardboard cutout because he didn't want to show up. Yeah. And, and I get people want the younger generation, but let's just look at it at face value. MJF is the greatest up-and-comer heel in the business. Chris sure. Jericho, to, until further notice, is the best heel in wrestling because of the things he's done in the last two months. The period. credit I will give, though, and I will say, though, his mic work as a heel for his age is the best I've seen. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, for I'll, his age. I'll agree. But, right? but I've seen but, a lot of people saying best currently well, overall in the business. No. What like, would what would wrestling fans be without their hyperbole though, right? I mean, they have to just go for it on every statement, every tweet has to be just loaded with wrestling hyperbole. Yep. All right. So Moxley traded in WWE 
for about the same. I I think he gets he's getting the same money, right? Sure. Yeah. And because and you know, yeah, the cons are red show. He's getting overpaid by AEW. Right. So he could have stayed WWE, right? Any any they work more, they travel more. Okay, but he he got sick of that too. The burnout, like the CM Punk burnout, too much too many matches. The workhorse didn't get pushed hard enough for all all his hard work. He's given all that away for less dates, same amount of money, but now he's going to mutilate his back. He's going back to his. Didn't he work his way up through CZW, getting cut, doing ridiculous things to get noticed by WWE or any big yeah. to get millions of dollars and become a millionaire, so he didn't have to do that anymore. He he's already back to look. There's certain things about AEW, and I'm the biggest backyard wrestling fan, right? Did it guilty, but when you reach that professional level, why do you want to go back to that yard? I mean, him and Joey Janela's match. Who's Joey Janela? He he's like a yarder, trained yarder. That's it looks like a yarder because of his size. Doesn't I'm not nothing against him, but like right. all of a sudden, like this guy's a main eventer against John Moxley. Yeah, I and, and I hate the indie feel and the outlaw yarding feel. And this is coming from a yarder guy, right? An indie guy who tries to do some small indie stuff. I just hate that feel on the big stage. I feel the big stage needs to be for the big boys. Did you see any clips from this? I did, and I'm going to oh, go man. on the record right now. And this is another unpopular opinion. For my record, Darby Allen is greater. Than Joey Janela, and I'm not taking anything away from Joey Janela, but look at Joey Janela, Darby Allen, dude. Okay, you could be a Jeff Hardy. Joey Janela, yeah. you got a lot of work to do, bro. And maybe it'll work for. I mean, it's working for you. You're you're you were in a main event in AEW, but bygones be bygones. I look at both guys like that that were doing ridiculous stuff, and I'm going to give Darby Allen a pass. But anyway, go ahead. So I, I'm not the biggest fan of hardcore wrestling. I don't, you know, I, I don't mind the occasional chair shots. I don't mind some of the occasional table spots. I really don't want to see, I mean, you know, when I was younger, yeah, I, I used to think it was fun to watch what was the, the necro butcher and some of these other guys go out there and do stuff. But the older I get, it's just like, I don't care. And even that Cody and Dustin match, there was enough blood there that I was kind of like, Ugh. so I don't know if it's just me becoming old man, Rob, but I'm just not the biggest fan of hardcore wrestling, especially when you've got someone as talented as, as John Moxley that you pay so much money for. That's a dangerous spot to put your top prize investment in. And, and what did we get from it? What was the result of it? Who cares? It, it didn't lead to anything in the future. Oh, wait, no, wait. No, that was, was that Cody a, and Darby was, Cody. was a draw. Yeah, Cody was a draw. I don't even know who won that match. And guess what? It doesn't matter because they're not putting the guy that uh, – Dean Moxley that John Moxley faced. He is not going to be in the main event. He's not going for any titles. This match was a throwaway hardcore match that didn't need to happen. And guess what? For as much as fans complained about WWE filling their roster with filler matches that mean nothing, 90% of this pay-per-view were throwaway matches that meant nothing. And then to make it worse, what do I see on social media? What wrestlers are so guilty of today, which ruins their mystique. And they're all guilty of this, especially the ones that are in relationships. John Moxley and Joey Janela backstage looking at each other. Moxley all hurt and Joey Janela pointing at him like Triple H. After you guys have a big battle of a match, you have to do thrill of victory and agony of defeat bullshit and break yeah, kayfabe. Sorry. No, these these guys, should, like, I hate stuff like that. And yeah. th I just don't want to see that. I, I don't want to see that. And they're playing off to the wrestling fans who love eating that stuff up on social media. But is that the large group of fans or is that just their small niche of fans? Because that's not going to appeal to a mainstream audience. Well, they're going to be like, what the hell? These guys just like 
were shoving each other on the barbed wire and thumbtacks and now that they're like chill, now they're chill they're chill backstage right like, it's what? almost as cringeworthy as the becky lynch and seth rollins storyline that is by far some of the worst mic work some of the worst scripts if Vince mcmahon had anything to do with raw it was a hundred percent the rollins and becky shit it was i don't know so it Let, was like, let's move on from aew and let's let's just talk about raw sure for five minutes right yeah. paul Heyman obviously influenced this first raw now we're not talking about smackdown right now we have no idea how this first bischoff smackdown even he might not even be here yet happens until maybe next week because rob and i are recording this before smackdown but um what happened we had some weird pro first of all we had lashley and Strowman do a whole attitude era spot and i it literally heard you know it sounded like the fourth of july backyard fireworks yeah we so finally had pyro on the main roster and they did a big <laughs> angle there um, okay, whatever. I mean, those are, you know, the why those guys? I don't know. Sure. And then we saw like some cringe, cringe mic work from Seth and Becky backstage. Bad. I really don't think, I don't even know if they're really in a relationship now. It just seems like a horrible work to me. But anyway, and then, and then Maria and Mike Canellis finally get back on TV, right? They got a five year deal, supposedly. I don't know. And, and, Maria, and Maria's uterus hurts from pushing out a baby <laughs> and she's pregnant, but she doesn't think it's from my, like, it's total ECW. Look, People, Vince Russo is not back with WWE. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. What is your quick, your 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 hot take here for this first Raw with Heyman? And then I'm going to kind of let you know what I think. Sure. So, I, I it was a better Raw than we've seen in a while. I like some of the things they did. Is it the greatest Raw of the year? Like some of these people are saying, no. But I think it's a step in the right direction. The Seth, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch have become the worst part of Monday Night Raw, and I can't believe that that sentence is coming out of my mouth. Um, I still hate the the multiple fall matches because they don't have wrestling during the break because it really irritates me that in a one-on-one -on -one match, you will have one fall over a 10- or 12-minute period. But if it's the best out of three, someone's going to get a quick pin in the first 30 seconds, someone's going to get it back, and then five minutes later, the face is going to win. That, that it's dumb. It's a dumb formula, but yeah, I mean, it was neat undertaker coming back. It's, it's kind of sad. It's kind of depressing. At least he gave a promo that made sense, I guess, for his character. And the one thing I will say that I, I did like was I liked AJ turning heel. I liked the way they did it. I like the good brothers. I think they're super underutilized. So if I'm going to judge the show by the last segment, I would say raw is great. If I judge it by the entire show, I would say, I mean, it's not as bad as it's been. So that's kind of my take on Monday Night Raw. So for me, normally during a normal Raw, I find things to tweet about, right? Because normally yeah. it's people complaining about it, and then I react accordingly. Sure. I actually was very busy on Twitter last night generating my own discussions because Maria, that whole angle with Mike Kanellis, um, you know, bad promos, but some good angles. Yes. And I, they're literally – the whole show, there was something happening to make me want to go on social media and talk. Now, I don't know if that was done by design or just the quirks that Paul Heyman maybe is being allowed to present if he indeed already started writing the show. But, I mean, dude, they let Corey um, – I was going to say Corey Haim, Corey Graves <laughs> say, better. say holy shit. Well, he, he looks like Vanilla Ice, but he said holy shit, right, which is WWE trying to be edgy yeah. because of all the swearing like AEW guys do. But, I mean, you know, whatever. I guess it's a start. So, little stuff like that. Um, I actually enjoyed, out of all of it, now, now Ricochet's awful on the mic, and most people agreed with me on that, but there were a couple 
oh no, he's good. He just needs more time. Or he was good in NXT. No, Ricochet's never been good on the mic. He, he delivered the same line word for word twice within a two-minute period. And he period. came up through NXT, and I don't care how quick he came up. Dude, the dude should have been coached, right? Or don't yes. get, don't give guys promo. And that's somebody like when Vince Russo used to be there. He didn't put people in jeopardy. If he knew people couldn't cut promos, he didn't make them do a live promo. He did a pre-shoot until they got it right. That's true. So, again, and the thing I like the most about this whole Raw – is when I like for, first of all, Mike and Marie, I was like, oh God, they're just throwing them out. Everybody's going to get TV time now with Heyman. And then I got to thinking, well, that's kind of what Russo did back in the Attitude Era. It got everybody on, it used them. And then when I heard, you know, uterus, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> Corey Graves said, holy shit. You know, they're, they're doing the whatever Becky was uh, beatboxing that was, and, and Seth was stuttering. I, I don't really, that was just weird. But then Maria got like really edgy. And then the fact that they're doing this, kind of weird i'm pregnant but you're not the father type the deal story it, it really did take me back to the attitude era and not like the katie vick era and stuff just the fact that i'm looking at maria and she's like a bitch she turned heel and yeah. and and who says it's something like this can't get some sympathy for a mike Kanellis, and he could become like a nice little mid-card star out of this because he'll get some sympathy yeah that's how wrestling works you know, and I don't mind that they did this whole weird. And that was that type of thing screamed. Yes, it screamed Russo, but he has nothing to do with this. And it screamed Heyman. And we got it. And keep in mind, I don't know who was ever responsible for Mae Young's hand and for Katie Vick, but Vince Russo was not working for the company. I actually do think it was Vince McMahon. He, I think Mark Henry said in a podcast that Vince thought it was hilarious and he pushed that idea. This this didn't reach those like depths, I don't think. Like you know, necrophiliac no. and uh, birthing a, a rubber hand. Yeah, I this think it's really made Maria look like a you know a bitch on PMS that maybe her hormones were changing. And she referred she, to him as her bitch. Like she was doing everything like, to be not likable. I, I, I honestly like this. I like this because the wrestlers actually have to go out there and like show a little emotion. Like she got the bitch face on. He was playing the whole shocked row. Uh, did role. you get that and heel table vibe from her a little bit? I kind of, I kind of did, but like what overshadowed her was I'm looking at this and I'm like, could Mike Canellis get some sympathy and get some, get some Zack Ryder popularity out of this? Man. Like when Zack Ryder had the whole thing happen with, um, what was that chick's name AJ back in the Lee? day? Was it AJ no, Lee? No. Um, remember when Cena? God, I can't remember. She, she was a Divas champion. God, I can't remember her name. But anyway, see, that just shows. It wasn't Kelly Kelly. Eve, 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 Eve. Yep, you're right. And and so Zach Ryder, I remember, and he was popular with the internet show he had. Like, it takes me back to that, but WWE dropped the ball with Zach Ryder. But if I see Mike Kanellis get some type of television relevance and people actually get behind him at the expense of Maria turning, I'd be all for that. So that's what I took away from it. I saw – What about the AJ? Well, the, and that's more like I like seeing AJ with some emotion now. And I, I, quite honestly, I enjoyed him, them beating down Ricochet. I kind of popped for that. I did but too. yeah, you, you have, you know, you can play off the Bullet Club, right? And they tried to do that a couple years ago and it, it flopped. So let's do it now. So there you go. I mean, it's intriguing. It wasn't the best ever, but. But it was better that, than it's been. Yeah. So I'm it's intrigued better. and I continue to feel in my heart of hearts. That Raw under Heyman, and we said this last time, will be better than SmackDown under Bischoff. 
that's really all I got to say. Let's wrap it up. Any last thoughts for you, man? No, man. I'm really excited. As soon as we get off here, I'm going to see what uh, Uncle Eric Easy E himself has set up for us on SmackDown Live. Looking cool. forward to it probably more than you, but that's fine. Um, I guess that's it, man. I don't really have much else. That was everything I had to say. Twitter? I can go over my plug, my single plug. You guys can follow me at Xenomecha, X-E-N-O-M-E-C-H-A. I am Remarkable. I am Robbie Vice. Thanks for listening. And Virtue, if they want to hear more of what the Remarkable One and Mr. Virtue has to say, where is the best place for them to find that? Well, right here on the BigVitoBrand.com, on Virtue's Brand of Wrestling. Also over there on WrestlingWithWrestling.com. We do a little show called Wrestling With Virtue. Maybe we'll change that up to Wrestling With Virtue and Vice. But, we, you know, next week I think we're going to do a new show um, for that channel. And, of course, Rob, you're going to be on No DQ, I promise. Someday, my friend, someday. Rift, I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, No DQ right <laughs> now is just like, I mean, we're, we're even having trouble getting T-shirts on pro wrestling tees. And I, 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 I tend to believe that's more than the um, than graphics. Uh, right. I, I think that if you go and look at the store over on that um, site for the No DQ shirts, they're starting to see – it doesn't look too professional. It's, it's very Markish with all of our shirts. And that, that's all I'm going to say. So uh, anyway, that's another topic for a closed-door discussion. We'll so, talk about that off the air, my friend. So I'm Virtue. That's Robbie Vice. Follow me on Twitter at NoDQ underscore Virtue. This is Virtue's brand of wrestling right here on the BigVitoBrand.com. See everybody next week. <laughs>